Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Rebel Stomach coming at you with Dylan Broda this week on Shooting the Shizat. Dylan, what's happening? Yeah, we got the the old, good old, the brand new WrestleMania week here. I guess it doesn't matter if it's uh, WWE. I mean, there people know and promotions know that this is the week to throw down your product, especially if you're in that New York, New Jersey area. Oh, geez, yeah. I mean, everybody's getting busy, on the, as they should, because the thing is that this is where you got to capitalize, because all the hype and all the media attention, because of WrestleMania, of course, is uh, centered around our industry, and uh, we got some stuff happening this weekend. Uh, TNA, or as they're known now, Impact Wrestling. I think, do they even use that TNA no. title? No. no. It's no, done. They, uh, that's, that's finished, right? Exactly, yeah. They, I, they got acquired, you know, inside and out by a few places now they're actually owned by a canadian company yeah that's it i think dixie carter maybe owns tna now or something she might own the 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 name or something i don't know but they at least don't own their library well there you go so they've made deals with uh, wwe for using certain footage of of their current roster like samoa joe and uh the hardys and and that kind of stuff so they're they're they actually seem this this moniker that they've got is to play ball they want to play ball with everybody well, there you go. And that, uh, I guess, comes into there. It's uh, happening today as we record this, yep. this Thursday. Uh, what is it? April 4th. April and the 4th, yeah. Impact Wrestling's United We Stand. Yeah, and that is that is their, I guess, mantra nowadays because this specific pay-per-view, which you can get uh, as a pay-per-view or on this fight uh, fight app, uh, it's 20 bucks apparently. But anyway, uh, it might actually be worth your money for the most part anyway. So the big news is that they did sign RVD, the old Rob Van Dam, the Van Daminator. And he's going to be teaming up in the main event with his old pal Sabu, which uh, I guess you were just uh, hanging out with not that long ago in Japan. That's right. Yeah, Sabu was on the card and... uh... I, I hope he's looking good nowadays because the thing is, when he was in Japan, man, he had lost a lot of weight. Yeah, yeah. He, he was he was not looking all that healthy. I mean, like, I mean, on the on the surface, as far as just talking to the guy, he was fine. Right? Yeah, you know, but just he looked he looked old, right? And, and he looked like haggard, and well, and, and and he looked uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's like worn know, out <laughs> no not just worn out but the thing is it's 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 like um dehydrated oh uh, yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. So, i wonder so i don't know i don't know maybe maybe now he's doing better hopefully he is and uh but anyway this this card that's coming up this uh tonight as we speak united we stand it is kind of a super show a super card uh collaboration of sorts that's right and this reminds me i just dug it up here yeah uh, from 1985 there was a Super Clash event, Super Clash 85, hmm. Night of Champions, All right. which was co-promoted by uh, Fritz Von Erich's World Class Championship Wrestling. All right, cool. Um, the AWA being Vern Gagne, and Jim Crockett Promotions being the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. Really, yeah. Which, which they tried to counter 
the steamrolling effects of WrestleMania one. Yeah, okay. through this measure, you know, and uh, what was it held anywhere close to Mania? Comiskey Park in Chicago uh, on September twenty eighth. Okay, so basically a half year after WrestleMania, right, right. but uh, too little, too late. Uh, the thing is that at that point, you know, still promoters were very territorial, even though it was the end of the territories, like at that point they were already dying out. Right. But the thing is that, uh, these guys with their huge egos and, and their own agendas, they just couldn't make it work. That's too bad. Yeah, it really is. Because the thing is, like I said, it was the AWA, the American Wrestling Association, Vern Gagne, and, um, the National Wrestling Alliance, the NWA and world-class championship wrestling. So okay. as, as a three-promotion, three-company joint venture, which they called, by the way, Pro Wrestling USA. Okay. So that was the name, and it was a very short-lived endeavor. But nonetheless, uh, they did try to pull it off, and they had a lot of big matches on that thing. And But that, you can go and check that out yourself. We won't get into that right now, because that's water under the bridge. It's a long time ago, and it's not relevant to what's happening this weekend, but... Go check it out, Super Clash eighty five. Yeah, on Google. But uh, at this, at this United we stand. Uh, yeah, we got the Lucha Brothers. So that's Phoenix and Pentagon Junior. That's right. Against uh, Rob Van Dam and Sabu, which should be pretty damn interesting. Yeah, and it's Extreme Rules, I guess, as you would want it to be, with uh, you know, kind of a callback to the ECW days when Van Dam and Sabu teamed, and then the Lucha Brothers have been known to do some pretty uh, extreme stuff. And um, especially Pentagon, anyway. Yeah. So at least it, it's going to be um, an exciting, exciting match, and I think it's it is a dream match for a lot of people, and I'm sure it's actually a pretty big dream match for the Lucha Brothers, to be honest with you. Yeah. I bet yeah. they're they're loving the idea to get their their hands in there. Well, I hope these guys are going to be dead on. I hope they're going to be in pocket because the thing is that, I mean, Rob Van Dam and Sabu, they're, they're getting up there. Yeah, it's true. You know, so the thing is, the older that you get, you do slow down a bit and uh, be this being a TV product, I'm sure they're going to have their working shoes on and they're going to be hustling. Yeah. And when you're older and you have to hustle, yeah, things can go wrong sometimes. It's true. And I mean, I've been a really big fan of Sabu for a really long time. I you know, have seen him in these tiny little indies in Toronto and, uh, you know, well, he, where he's wrestling literally with his jaw wired shut, you yeah, know, yeah. this kind of stuff where crazy, I, I mean, yeah. he really, uh, maybe, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but it, it looked convincing. And, uh, I've, you know, I got these, uh, bootleg DVDs of him doing these barbed wire rope matches, barbed wire rope, like rumble matches, you know, and all kinds of stuff with the Sheik and things in Japan and oh, yeah. seeing the, well, you know that barbed wire uh, FMW. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's it. So yeah. I mean, I mean the guy. If he's not beaten up, then I don't know who is. You know, so you know, on the very first domestic uh, Finnish professional wrestling card that was promoted uh, under the Valhalla Pro Wrestling banner by uh, promoter Patrick Pesola, and I was the booker for that. Um, it was in September of two thousand three. Yeah, the main event in Helsinki at the House of Culture was Sabu with his arm in a sling, with his arm in a cast against yeah, Shane Douglas in a hardcore match. Wow. Well, that's awesome, awesome match. Like, good on you for booking that. Yeah, but the thing is that I remember Sabu, I mean, with his arm in, like, it was locked at the at the elbow joint, right? It was in that L position. Yeah, that, yeah. that was the, the shape of the cast. And I was thinking, how's this guy going to work? Yeah. But he did. Yeah. You know, he's a, the consummate <laughs> professional. The and you consummate know. Pro- yeah, honestly, the guy... The guy 
pulled it off, and the crowd was super hot. Yeah, I'm happy to hear it. I mean, uh, you, if you if you don't, you should follow all of these guys on social media as well as us mm-hmm. shooting the shiz ad. You can find us uh, definitely on Instagram, and uh, where where I would look for Sabu is on Twitter because this guy is one of the most hilarious Twitter users because he doesn't seem to be able to spell. <laughs> and no, and true. people true. give him like shiz at for it and then he just like blasts them harder with the worst spelling you've ever heard or seen back at. And it's just like hilarious to just read some of these things. But anyway, yeah, I think it. that's a really, it's a, it's a pretty uh, show-stopping main event in terms of name name power. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm excited for that. And then we got uh, the Knockouts Championship, which is uh, going to be an interesting one. Um, at least I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Taya Valkyrie. She's the current champ right now. And this trained by Lance Storm, by the way. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't in know Calgary. that in Calgary. So that's the reason why she's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Then you got uh, Jordan Grace, who's actually uh, she's making waves right now. She's a Big, strong chick, you know, mm-hmm. they kind of, they, I think she even makes fun of herself as being like a Scott Steiner of the, uh, you know, not, she's not, you know, veiny, mus- muscular. She's husky. She is, uh, yeah, and she's freaking strong, apparently, mm-hmm. so, and she's, uh, she embraces the big woman gimmick, mm-hmm. uh, and, and she lives it, and, which is great, I love, I love to see it, because that's, that's what you gotta do, and not everybody can be these tiny little, uh, Alexa Bliss or whatever, you know. No. And so you got to just own it, right? That's it. Whatever brings you to the uh, pay window. That's it. Right. And then I'm not so familiar with Katie Forbes. Rob Van Dam's wife. Yeah, but, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, she definitely is an interesting-looking lady. She's a very attractive woman. Yeah. 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 And then... She's had some work done, but... uh, Yeah, well... Notwithstanding, she is a very, very very good-looking woman. Yeah. Yeah. I hope she can work as well as she looks. Well, the thing is, she works in uh, W.O.W. Does she? Yeah, yeah. She's one of their top top chicks there. Well, hey, you know, there's... uh, So I'm excited to see that, just just to discover. And Mm -hmm. um, then Rosemary, I think... I mean, uh, yeah, she can paint her face pretty good. But that's the weakest link in this match. I mean, uh, Rosemary, I've never been a fan of her work, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and, well, it'll be interesting. You yeah. remember she got the, was it Sexy Star in, in Mexico? Uh, they were in some t- tag match or some kind of uh, four-way match or something like that. It was a big incident down there, and the finish was some arm bar. Yeah, sexy star onto Rosemary, and she sexy star had gotten pissed about something in the yeah, match, yeah. and she just cranked it, cranked it, and yeah. and uh, like I guess quite badly hurt. Rosemary yeah, there was a one. huge stink. I mean, it's like you want to talk about exposing the business and and just this yeah. huge expose. I thought that was so piss poorly handled, bad, by, so not professional by the by the industry. Yeah, it was poorly handled by people, all the way down to. Uh, Dixie Carter, no, oh, really, coming and, and saying that yeah, you, you if you want to play these kinds of games, you just come down to, to Impact Wrestling and and uh, you know and my, you can play with my girls wow. and things like that. Is honestly, it's like first of all, this this is a physical industry, right? Yeah, you know what we are in the in the industry of projecting um, a true fight. Yeah, right. So the thing is that you should be expected to end up sometimes. Uh, getting a few bumps and bruises. I mean, and, and the thing is that making a big stink about it, like they made about 
I hate to cut you off, Dylan. No, but, no. But I want to hear it. But when they made that big stink about um, uh, Becky Lynch getting her face punched in by oh yeah Nia Jax. Why are you making a big stink yeah. out of it? Because the thing is that that's the name of the game. It's called pro wrestling, and the wrestling on the marquee implies contact. Yeah, and, and 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 if you're drawing attention to a black eye, that's where you're telling people oh, it's all bullshit. Yeah, right. And and uh, no, don't do it like that. That's that's ridiculous. Don't draw attention to it that way. It's if wear it like a badge of honor. Just wear. It. Don't draw stupid attention yeah. to it. It's a contact. I mean, game of contact. Like I, I'd, I'd compare in terms of this situation. I mean, uh, if you look at the the best, uh, most convincing actors of all time, the, the movies that have like, uh, you know, really been like the the top, the cream of the crop, is the ones that you can't cream of the crop. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, like say The Shining, right? I think that's a that's a pretty well. Uh, acclaimed movie and uh, that's a cream of the crop movie it is <laughs> that's the definitely the cream right there but uh that uh stanley kubrick took those actors and actresses uh to such extremes you know making them feel isolated making sure the crew and and uh, everybody didn't talk or treated people badly and you know this this uh, basically tried to Put them in the in the mindset that that he would get the best performance out of them, and mm-hmm. that I remember once uh, you had said to me that when you're training guys, you know, you need to, especially even in the ring, like you need to make contact. Oh, you, you need to. to you need to be snug because how can you? I mean, maybe we're you know pulling the curtain away a tiny bit, but how can you sell uh, something that you don't like feel? Well, that's the whole thing. It's it's action and reaction. That's the traditional way to do pro wrestling. Right? Yeah. So the thing is that uh, nowadays, of course, so many of these guys, it's uh, the choreography is off the charts, you know, and it's just a massive spot fest, which I mm. don't, I honestly don't enjoy it, mm. you know, because it, it, it takes away that element of, of realism. And, and the thing that makes it real is when you don't know what's coming. Yeah, totally. That's the whole thing. It's like, and when you're a good as we call in the industry, a good worker, right? You can go in there, you you know your trade, you know your move set, you're, you can rely on your skill set, you know that you can clear the hurdles as they're presented, right? And whatever your opponent does, you if push comes to shove, you can wrestle around them. Exactly. Right? That's our industry. Um, but that said, you have to feel it. Whatever it is that's happening in there, you have to be able to really feel, to be able to react. Yeah. So therefore, when it's nice and snug, it's it's like, you know, you can buy it, you can believe it. If you believe it, if you feel it, they'll feel it. That is that is a huge, that's a really big one right there. I think that's, that's the whole thing. That is, to me, what uh, guys and girls trying to get into this business right now, they need to understand that... Uh, that it is is exactly that. If you believe it, then the crowd will believe it. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. But anyway, uh, we get then down to this uh, X Division Championship match, which uh, I guess uh, should be also like a, a pretty in, like exciting match as well. We got Rick Swan. Uh, he's the champion. Rich. In, uh, Rich. Rich. Did I say Rick? Yeah. Dang. 
Was he Rick in WWE? I'm no, wondering. he was Rich Swan there too. All right, maybe Swan with only one in. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> Who don't knows? Know. But anyway, I can't remember now. But yeah, Richie, Richie Rich Swan, the uh, somebody. What did they call him? The uh, wealthy pigeon. Uh, if that that's kind of some kind of comedy, I guess. But anyway, versus Flamita, and I think Flamita is uh, from AAA, mm-hmm. and uh, also a you know quite an amazing luchador. So uh, that's going to be in a way a, a spot fest, but I think it's going to be. Uh, well, Rich Swan, I, I really liked his work, and um, to me, he does have a little bit of that. Uh, you never know what he's going to do, kind of thing. Of course, you know, you probably end up do, but uh, that that's going to be, I think, an exciting match anyway. The guys are incredible athletes, both of them. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then we got the Ultimate X match for a future X Division Championship match down the line. Yeah, Jake Christ versus Dante Fox versus Jack. Evans versus Pat Buck versus Koto Brazil versus Johnny Impact. Now, there's a lot of guys here that I've never seen before. Yeah, well, uh, Jake Christ, he's an Impact guy. Uh, he's with uh, this OVE faction with mm-hmm. Sammy Callahan. Um, he's, I think, been in CZW and uh, he's in the more like kind of uh, ex- extremist wrestlers and also Dante Fox as well, but he's uh, done a he's. I guess recently come to fame with uh, Lucha Underground, and uh, he was recently, well, maybe not so recently, but he has been in some pretty extreme ma- matches, but also great athlete. Jack Evans, he was um, uh, Teddy Hart's uh, tag team partner for a really long time. Oh, that's right, that's yeah. him. Yeah, and yeah. Very like mm-hmm. a like an Eminem. Um, what would you call it? A wigger is the term, I guess. Uh, Wigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His gimmick anyway. For, I don't know if it is still now, but he was in Lucha Underground. Uh, was it AAA as well? And um, By the way, do you know the band M.O.D.? Yeah. They they had a music video about 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, called Wigger. All right. I got to look it up. Check now. it out. <laughs> good, good one. But... Uh, yeah, Jack, I mean, they were in the, I think they called themselves Heart Foundation 2.0 or Next Generation oh, right, Heart yeah, Foundation, because yeah. I think right. he married or at least was with uh, Teddy Hart's sister or something, so mm-hmm. it was a very Bret Hart, Jim the Anvil, Neidhart situation, but mm-hmm. he is, uh, if there is anybody who can do uh, a flippy move, then he's the guy. He's super flippy mm-hmm. to the to the degree that doesn't make any sense, but hey... It's probably real flashy, and I think in an Ultimate X match, he's a he's a guy you want to be there because this is actually a a spot fest match. Oh yeah, has to be. Yeah, I would not want to be. I I, w- I would be the wrong guy for this match, man. Yeah, well, I can't I can't wrestle this style. Well, it's it is what that's why you got these guys there, mm-hmm. right? You that's know, right. That's right. Cota uh, Brazil, who's this guy? Uh, he's also in, um, if I believe he's in Lucha Underground, and um, he's uh, he's again one of these like hyper athletes. These guys are. You know, this Will Ospreay, Ricochet, mm. you know, kind of brand. Jack Evans being kind of probably a veteran as, mm-hmm. as well as Johnny Impact in this match as well. Pat Buck, I'm not not so familiar with him. Uh, he might be in the MLW camp. But um, but then again, this this match is just like stacked. This is like goes back to when it was AJ Styles, uh, Christopher Daniels, was it... Um, even there was Samoa Joe in there, P.D. Mm-hmm. Williams, you know, the, these kind of guys back in the early days of uh, TNA mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. were putting this company on the map because of this 
division, and that uh, that's where they went astray, in my opinion. But uh, nonetheless, it's it's definitely going to be a uh, it's not a popcorn match. You want to, I guess, you want to see this one because it's just going to be so flippy. Mm-hmm. But then again, will you enjoy it? I, I guess know. you're going to have to see. But uh, by the way, the next match here, uh, when we come, we talk about the Monsters Ball, which is a TNA creation. Yeah, but uh, that was created for. Abyss. That's now, right. Now, didn't Abyss sign with WWE? He, he is there, I guess, right so, now. So, like, who is... He's not been debuted, right? No, and I have a feeling he's going to be a backstage dude. He's okay. going to be a creative member. Right, right, okay. Because this match, Monsters Ball, is going to be Jimmy Havoc versus Sammy Callahan. Now, I've never gotten really familiar familiar with the work of Jimmy Havoc. Have you? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, anyway, he's the basically the um, the top uh, deathmatch wrestler for the UK. He's oh, a right. scrawny. In, uh, this is, I guess, right? Yeah, he is scrawny, from the UK. Scrawny little dude. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's famous for uh, giving guys paper cuts and uh, walking barefoot on thumbtacks. So, uh-huh. one of those kind of guys. I've heard that his actually work is uh, is pretty good. Right, um, and I've seen some stuff, but he's he's been in CZW, and he just got signed to AEW as well because I guess they need that lunaticy, you know, that hardcore guy. Right, and um, he's uh, he definitely is no shy, like he's not shy about pain in that way. It, is he uh, tasteful? You know, mm. I don't for a traditional wrestling. Um, fan or wrestler he's probably not your guy mm. but then again this i can see this card is really um you know they are trying to attract a certain type of fan and and many fans and they, it looks like they're doing a very ecw like um situation here and booking job yeah and no. then again when you go and watch when you go and watch wrestlemania there is not going to be mm. uh, a blood fest you know uh, nasty hardcore match with thumbtacks and no. maybe light tubes. I don't know what they're going to do, but no. light t- light tubes actually for me. To be honest with you, that's where I I don't I can't I don't like it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It just doesn't make sense to me. You know, it yeah. I guess makes a pop and and blows up and there's glass and they make some blood on the guy's back or whatever. And it's there's so many of those big Japan guys in in uh, Japan, of course. Yeah. Uh, who have taken part in so many of these death matches with the light bulbs and whatnot. And you should see, you got to see their skin. Yeah. I, I would it's, love to see it close up, to be honest. It, it's, it's grotesque. Yeah, yeah. It really is. It's like, you know, you're ruined for life. Mm. It's like you will carry, uh, this, this appendage that you call skin. Yeah. For the rest of your life, uh, to the grave with you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's not nice at all. Mm. But anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Intergender match on this uh, United We Stand card that's going to be uh, shown on Fight TV. They're they're charging nineteen ninety nine US for it, so twenty bucks. Um, and we got uh, a guy that I really don't I, I I don't like, and I understand that he's getting popular and he's drawing money. Um, but his gimmick and the way that he rose to international acclaim is something which I balk at. Mm. Uh, Joey Ryan. Yeah. The dick flip guy. Yeah, the famous dick wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, the guy's a dick, right? And like, <laughs> right, um, uh, You could say it, right? Yeah, I guess you can. Why I, I not? guess you could. You could say whatever I, you want, really. I, it's not, I'm not even being derogatory. Mm. I'm just saying it's like that's his gimmick. He's a dick. Yeah, 
uh, it's his 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 gimmick is all about the dick. Yeah. Um, against one of my favorites, Tessa Blanchard, intergender match. Yeah. This is going to be interesting though, because the thing is, Tessa is so damn good. She's really good. And uh, Joey Ryan with his dick flip. I don't know if uh, if we're going to see that flip happen in this match or not, but uh, it's going to play out rather interestingly. Yeah. I mean, to to be honest with you, when I was uh, at that all-in um, show, mm. the the match between uh, Hangman Page and Joey Janela was, uh, was a hardcore match, and there was some pretty good stunts there, and uh, it was a good match, a good hardcore match. The finish was, was pretty nuts, really dangerous, but hey. What they, was they, the finish? They had a table center of the ring. Um, uh, well, Page does uh, this kind of like, how would you call it? Uh, now I can't remember the, what he calls it actually, but it's instead of a pile driver, um, like a tombstone pile driver having the guy in the front, mm. you've got him uh, on your back. Right, backpack. Pile yeah, it's driver. like a back. Right, yeah, right. and he, you know, goes down and the the head goes between your ankles, I guess. Right. And, uh, right. So it's a pretty brutal looking move um, and all that when you, especially if you do it properly and tight. And uh, anyway, so they climbed up a ladder. The, there was a big storyline going on with this boot that was talking to Hangman Page. It was totally ridiculous, but mm-hmm. you know that was that was part of the whole thing. And uh, and that he beat Joey uh, Joey Ryan to death with a phone, right? That was in the storyline. And he was paranoid. His boots were talking to him. People were going to find out that he murdered Joey Ryan, blah, blah, blah. And he pulls out the the phone out of the bag. Of so his... this is, they're channeling the telltale heart. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But yeah, they're up on the ladder. And uh, I think it was the idea that uh, Janela was going to powerbomb him off the ladder through the table. And then uh, uh, Paige gets the phone out, wraps the phone around Janela's neck as a strangle him. them. From the power bomb, you know, Paige picks him up and does jumps off the the side of the ladder with that uh, backpack pile driver through the table, and it landed really nice. It could have gone so badly, but I but I was you know I I liked the look of it and and it was dangerous and for for that kind of match it was it was cool. But um, then of course Joey Ryan comes out with the mock Undertaker. You know where the Undertaker entrance, where he had those druids come with the yeah thing. So they had a bunch of guys in inflatable penis. Uh, yeah, this I this I saw. Yeah, this, this it, part of it I, I got to say it was hilarious in that way. You know, if if it was if it wasn't uh, well, I mean, it. But the, my point is that the crowd popped so hard for it. Yeah, you know, and uh, and he did his whole thing where he has the lollipop and you know mm-hmm. shoves it in his uh, down his trunks. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, kicks the guy in the gut and then pulls the lollipop out, shoves it in the guy's mouth and then super kicks him in the face. And mm-hmm. I actually don't mind that little bit, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, the dick flip thing, I guess is, is where, it, you know, it's, it's what, you know, when that thing came out, when, when Joey Ryan put himself on the map the first time with a dick flip. Yeah. I remember it was. Marty Jones's reaction. Oh man, I would have loved to hear that one. Oh, yeah, it was on. Surprised fa- it, it, it was on Facebook. Assassin or something. Yeah, like no, that. it was on Facebook. <laughs> but it's like he's saying that. Is this what I sacrificed my body for? Yeah, hey. like for all those years, my knees, my back, my, you know, it, like is this what I, I, I made believers out of people? Yeah, right. 
for, for so many years. Yeah. Seven-time world champion to have it come to this. And I understood him completely. Yeah. It's really strange, especially because in the United States, uh, the at least the non-WWE crowd, they are maybe so hungry for, for something non-WWE that is... You know that's really very much so against what WWE is doing. That yeah, yeah. that they are really behind him. Uh, he's not my kind of guy. I mean, I think if he didn't have that dick flip business, I mm. wouldn't mind him. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of this Canadian wrestler from Montreal that uh, I booked on uh, in my Rocky De La Sera. Ah, well, close. Anyway, he was <laughs> sexy Eddie, uh-huh. uh, really great individual person, and uh-huh. uh, he's still working every once in a while for IWS International Wrestling Syndicate, who's uh-huh. very much an extreme company. But but um, he had this. Um, you know, from very Long Beach, California, and, you know, with weighing this much in his trunks and, and all that kind of stuff and came out with a very tiny uh, bit on his, you know, the really tiny shorts. Mm-hmm. But uh, but he played the gimmick so well, and uh, he didn't have, he didn't have this, uh, how would you call it? You You understood when the guy was that he was just this, you know, flashy, you know, maybe porn star dude who was super disgusting and mm-hmm. knew he was like a slime ball. And, uh, and it worked, uh, really well in my opinion, cause he also wrestled these like nasty hardcore matches in that tiny little G string almost thing. And mm-hmm. talk about, you know, I, there's a, his one match in CZW I've seen a long time ago when I was booking him on my show to check out his, other work and uh he cut the vein uh uh what is that in the crook of the elbow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, in the somewhere in the middle of the match on a garbage can so this garbage can like bent yeah, yeah. little piece came off and he just got it like nicked uh-huh. and it squirted blood so much and he thought like holy crap this he kind of like was a little bit like surprised mm-hmm. they squeezed his hand and the blood squirted like into his mouth like mm-hmm. from you know and it was mm-hmm. a great like uh, what would you call it? Like a visual? Yeah, yeah great visual. And they mm-hmm. caught it on camera perfectly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely disgusting. And people, I'm sure, vomited if they weren't into this <laughs> ultra-violent stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah. nonetheless, um, I would prefer Sexy Eddie being in Joey Ryan's position. But then again, I'm sure, I actually would think that Tessa will mop the floors with him if uh, if that's how it's going to go. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Anyway, then a couple of more matches. The Latin American Exchange, Santana and Ortiz versus the Promociones Dorado. Promociones Dorado, which is low-key, and Ricky Martinez from yeah. MLW. I don't know what to say about that match. We'll just move on here because we got to yeah, get to the other ma- the true. other events this uh, this in the next week, weekend, this weekend, plus next weekend, WrestleMania weekend. So one more match. For this uh, big Impact Wrestling United We Stand card, uh, Team Impact, Brian Cage, Eddie Edwards, Moose, and TBD versus Team Lucha Underground, which is Aerostar, Drago, Daga, and Marty the Moth. Yeah. There you have it. That's pretty much the rundown of that card. I'm sure it's going to be a good show, and I think that a lot of people are going to get their money's worth. 20 bucks. I mean, hey, support wrestling uh, if you got nothing else to do. Mm Estrada Creative Helsinki, your brand and story with the strength of modern marketing. Social media gets your brand and message in your audience's hands, and your story with the boost of marketing and videography is your strongest means of persuasion. That's where Estrada Creative Helsinki gets involved. Check them out on Facebook 
at facebook.com slash Estrada Creative Helsinki. Marco Simonen offers photography and video production for business and marketing. In addition, editorial and portrait work welcome. For more, see marcosimonen.com. That's M-A-R-K-O-S-I-M-O-N-E-N.com. Uh, if you're not entirely uh, into that style of wrestling, then uh, over uh, in New Jersey, New Jersey, at the uh, White Eagle Hall. New Jersey is the home of Overkill, my favorite thrash band oh, of all yeah. time. I didn't know they're from New Jersey. Cool. Yeah, it's like, a, yeah, from the other side of the tracks. There you go. There that's, you that's go. A, that's a good place to have a thrash band from, to be honest with you. So. There you go. But uh, GCW is uh, holding Josh Barnett's Blood Sport. And uh, I guess you were saying before that this might be one for you to watch uh, in terms of your kind of, uh, your idea. I mean, that uh, that uh, impact is kind of doing a very uh, ECW. Spotty. Yeah, spotty kind of really flashy show. And then here we got more of this uh, pancreas kind of uh, thing in, in a way. Not pancreas, pancreas. My pancreas is acting up. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get to. Pancraze. So... UWFI pancreas. So basically, we're talking about the half shoot style of wrestling. Yeah. Um, which is where you got your UFC from, people. Yeah. In case you don't know your history, you, That's it. you owe your UFC and all of your battle arts, etc., to a combination of UWFI out of Japan circa 1984 85 and uh, Gracie Jiu Jitsu. So, therefore, bow down before your masters yeah. as we speak. But nonetheless, yeah, this yeah. card here should be interesting. Uh, interesting, too, that mm. they're, they're only singles matches on this. Yeah. Because that makes sense in, in this style anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to just jump into what you were saying about wrestling being the literally the the birthing host for mm-hmm. MMA, yeah. which is, it's obvious because pro wrestling is in its like entirety. It's a mixed martial art. You have a guy who's a luchador mm-hmm. masked wrestler versus some big, you know, you know, I don't know, beat down like monstrosity kind of mm-hmm. dude, you know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. always been that way. Two styles competing against each other. Anyway, that's my piece there. Yeah, that's it. But, but yeah. But we got a lot of names that I don't know nothing about. On this show, we'll just run it down anyway, and, yeah. uh, and then we'll talk about the ones that we do know something about. Anyway, so we got a bunch of matches, eight matches in total here, it looks like. Um, Dominic Garini versus Phil Baroni. We got another match right after that. Andy Williams versus Chris Dickinson. Then we got J.R. Kratos versus Simon Gotch. Now, Simon Gotch is the former NXT wrestler, uh, didn't use the name Gotch, but it was Simon something else. I can't. I, I, but but he was the the tag team partner uh, of the guy that was with Rusev. Now the the one that sings all the time. It's Rusev Day. That one there. Once, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, can't even think of his name right now. Sorry. I haven't eaten in a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So my blood sugar's down. Down. Get down! Get down! Get down! Yeah, yeah. Aiden English. Aiden English. That's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah, they had that tag the team. Vaudevillians. The Vaudevillians. That's correct. You are correct. Yeah. So Simon. Simon Grimm, I guess. Grimm might, might, yeah, was yeah. he in there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But now using the name Gotch as to pay homage to the great Carl Gotch, which is not a bad idea. Not at all. 
And he's good. The Simon Gotch guy. He's really good. He's really damn good. And, and I, I like him. Looks very, um, how could you say, very classic, very uh, like carny. Yeah. In, yeah. His, in his image. Totally. I like it. I like yeah. it. Okay, next match. Jonathan Gresham. I know this guy. Uh, he was trying to get into Japan back in the day when I was um, when I was the the main hookup guy for the all the gaijins that entered uh, Smash and WNC. Um, but Jonathan Gresham against uh, Masashi Takeda. Mm, I'm not sure. familiar. No, neither am I. But I'm sure it's a decent decent matchup there. And then we got a couple of guys that I do know something about: Davy Boy Smith Jr. So Harry Smith. Uh, against Killer Cross, who is now uh, the, or is basically the boyfriend of Scarlett Bordeaux. Yeah, he's an impact yeah. guy, but I yeah. guess they couldn't really use him that night or, or something or other. Yeah, but anyway, so it's going to be a couple of pro wrestlers against each other in, a, in this blood sport type of environment. But they're huge dudes. Yeah, they are. And, and Davey Boy, I mean, he's, or like Harry Smith, he's... Had a lot of training in catch wrestling. Yeah. Right? So I mean, he's an aficionado. He loves catch wrestling. He loves submission wrestling. Mm. I can see this only going one, one way, and that's Davey Boy Smith scraping up the uh, pin with, yeah. uh, with this one here. Um, and and Davey Boy, he's, he's like tremendously strong. He looks like it anyway. But uh, he, I was surprised at actually how big the dude is, like a tall-wise, you know. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he's wide as a house and all that jazz. And Killer Cross is no tiny guy no, either. Not so at all. Not at all. Yeah. That, that'll be a that'll be a big, big match for sure. Hideki Suzuki versus Timothy Thatcher. I just I heard something really interesting about this Timothy Thatcher guy. He's mm. got he's got zero social media accounts. Right. right. He's okay. nowhere to be found on the internet except. Uh, in posts where other people talk about him. Hmm. But he's got work all the time. In other words, he is booked unto infinity because he's so damn good at what he does, which is, I guess, the stretching style of professional wrestling where you go for that shooting style or half shoot. And that is what this show is all about. So therefore, Timothy Thatcher, check him out if you haven't seen him already. This guy is supposedly... As good as good gets. Um, awesome. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay, next match, Dan Severn. The versus, Beast. Yeah, The Beast returns versus Frank Mir. Remember Frank Mir? I do, yeah. Did, was it Brock Lesnar yep. who knocked him out? Yep. But, and, uh, I mean, yeah. Dan Severn, He's. I remember him in his uh, WWF uh, run mm-hmm. back in those days when they were bringing in all these... Uh, like a UFC MMA guys, Tank Abbott was in there, and yep, yep. Dan Severn, I guess, with the success of Ken Shamrock and all that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but interesting. That's going to be interesting. Two veterans of that style. Mm-hmm. So, are they going to do a pro wrestling match, or or what's going to happen there? But I don't know. I don't know. Well, Frank Mir is not a pro wrestler. No, so. I saw him training yeah. with uh, Rey Mysterio. Did you? Yeah. Well, that's so. I don't know. That's special. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Well, but, let's uh, see if he does a Hurricane Rana in this match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay, Bloodsport. Yeah. And in the main event, Josh Barnett versus Minoru Suzuki, mm. one of the founding fathers of Pancrase in Japan, one of the all-time legends. So this is going to be interesting. I want to see this just for the main event. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know both of the guys work, and I'm, I think Minoru Suzuki is a, he's one of the would you call him like scariest guys in pro wrestling right now? He he's a killer. Man, he's not big, you know, but uh 
I think that he's got this attitude that, um, well, I've seen some f- uh, videos and, and stories of how he treats the young lions in, in New Japan, and mm. uh, and he he really doesn't screw around. He wants he and he does it, I think, out of love because he wants those guys to be as good as possible. And if they are not, that's the way to do it, though. Yeah, you know, it's like I really hate this modern day silk gloves. This like you know, like everybody get along kind of like you know, we always kowtow to the to the to the weakest link. Yeah, right. It's it's the worst thing for business. Yeah, it really is that you know you you try to custom tailor your your approach and your coaching to suit the weakest link on the team yeah and and that's not how it is in japan and at least not with like these guys not with new japan and not with guys like minoru suzuki yeah like i've seen you know the, you got the young lions hanging out around the ring kind of doing ring security and more well, basically so that they can have the closest uh, eyes on to learn, right? Mm-hmm. I guess that's the real point. That's but it. But then you can use those guys in order to get yourself over one way or the other. And I've seen him, you know, walk out, uh, you know, when he's, maybe he's lost the match, Minoru Suzuki, and, and walking the young lion, you know, points to the uh, to the ramp. He's got to go down. He just, like, looks at the guy in the face and just literally lays him out, you mm-hmm. know, Mm-hmm. He's not pulling those punches. He wants that that guy to feel it yeah. and <laughs> yeah, yeah. collapses right in front of him. But uh, so, you know, he he's definitely the real deal, and and I I respect him. And um, there, I, there's such a, a, like traditionally, I I can't speak for all of them, of course, because you know there's uh, there are different approaches, but there's such a huge disparity between the the working approach of Japanese pro wrestling, traditionally speaking, mm. and that of American pro wrestling, as especially it is today. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, I, I really dislike, in a lot of ways, like where American pro wrestling is headed because of, of the the general softness of the product. Like, just the guys, they're, they're not hard men as they were in the mm. past, right? Yeah. But, you know, the days of Dick Slater and Dick Murdoch and, you know, people like that, Dr. Death. But the thing is that uh, when you got a guy like Minoru Suzuki, as we were just saying, I mean, you don't screw around. That's why in that match, that main event, yeah, that's going to be some hardcore shizat right there. Man. I think so. The, oh, yeah. The other oh, yeah. type of hardcore. Oh, yeah. And just quickly, um, we'll go over this because we want to get to the G1 Supercard running at Madison Square Gardens brought to you by Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling, but there is New Japan's uh, British conglomerate, Rev Pro Wrestling, which is live in New York uh, on the 5th, so tomorrow night, Friday anyway, for for oh. those out there. And they uh, they also have Suzuki, Minoru, and uh, in a tag match with Zack Sabre Jr., and this is kind of like a setting, setting up the, the next night in a lot of ways, because it's... Hiroshi Tanahashi, who will be facing Zack Sabre Jr. for the for the British heavyweight mm-hmm. title, mm-hmm. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi's with Will Ospreay, mm-hmm. and they are against Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. Should be a good match. Yeah, and honestly. I think uh, Suzuki and Zack Sabre, I think, are they the uh, British tag team champions? But uh, that that's going to be really good because you have all these styles. Uh, in a lot of ways, clashing and in a really, really good way. I think it's going to be good. Um, Rapungi 3K versus Aussie Open. 
I saw Aussie Open um, when I was over there uh, watching Rev Pro, mm-hmm. and they were they're pretty okay. They're they're a good tag team, um, you know that uh, that they are actually a tag team. Mm-hmm. So Rapungi 3K is good as well. They're junior guys, but really really strong. So I'm sure that's going to be good mm-hmm. uh, if you get to go see this live. And David Starr versus Tomohiro Ishii, which I'm sure is going to be this. David Starr has a lot of good things being said about him too yeah that'll be interesting as mm-hmm. well i'm because I'm, like ishii i'm i'm really a big fan of his work as well mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and then uh, rocky romero versus uh ryosuke taguchi so i guess there you go it's going to be that's a short card that's a, a four match is, card it is a short card uh, I mean, I'm it's, sure it's going to be like an hour and a half maybe starts max. at 3 p.m as well so it's an early show oh it's a matinee yeah. Okay, so that's, yeah, maybe a couple hours at most, but probably it's going to be like an hour to an hour and a half. You yeah. Know, unless they got uh, some entertainment between the matches. Yeah, they might have even like some some opening stuff that, that's not publish, uh, published yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then to the biggest, I guess, event that's a non-WWE show, actually probably the biggest non-WWE event in a long-ass time. This is uh, the G1 Supercard, Ring of Honor, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's happening at Madison Square Garden, and that's about 17 or so thousand people that sold out in something like 16 minutes or something like that. Back when there was absolutely no card, possibly people thought that the Elite would be on this show. However, they are are not, they are all elite, uh, as they would say. Mm. However, they have stacked this card nonetheless, maybe even stacked it too much in some ways. But uh, I don't know. Give uh, What do you think about, I guess, the overall look of this? I think it's interesting because the thing is that if you think that they sold out Madison Square Garden, which, which WWE's had a, like a, a death hold on, yeah, a death grip for like 58 years, and now they broke it with this, and they sold out that quick. Yeah. Right? So, obviously, people are hungry for a different product of pro wrestling. And this is as good as good gets. This is the second biggest company in the world. Yeah. This is New Japan Pro Wrestling teaming up with uh, Ring of Honor, of course. But nonetheless, um, we've got some pretty damn interesting matches here. Yeah, just added actually, just uh, I think it was today or yesterday or something this uh six women tag team match that looks like it's going to be a dark match not actually on air, but if you're lucky enough to be there and you get the treat of a an opener of a women's wrestling match, a six woman tag team match. Mm-hmm. And uh who do we got in here? We got uh Kajetsu if I pronounce Kigetsu. the... Kigetsu. yeah. yeah. Uh, Jenny Rose and Hazuki. So that's the one team versus Hanakamura, Stella Gray, and Sumi Sakai. So, yeah. I mean, uh, one thing I would, would say about Ring of Honor anyway, because New Japan has no women's division, that uh, I don't know why women, uh, the uh, women of honor division in, in Ring of Honor is is just not that good. To be honest with you, I don't know if you've seen well, so much I of it. I haven't seen it. I, to be honest, I haven't uh, watched much of Ring of Honor. Um, yeah. But if you, I'll take your word for it. Uh, you know what? They have some really good talent, but I don't know what's going on there. But the booking is, is odd uh, a lot of the times. And um, you would think in this 
this age, and we've talked about it a few times, that mm. the the women are really stepping up in the world and, uh, you know, on that slam wrestling, um, Finland's mega launch, you had a, a, like a literal slobber knocker, you know. Well, that was a hell of a match. Yeah, really amazing match, you know. That... Shauna versus Natalia Markova versus uh, Betty Rose out of Sweden. Yeah. For those of you who are uninitiated in Mega Launch. Wow. Now you know. Exactly. And so I don't know why they, they can't do that, you know. Mm. But uh, then again, is what it is, and uh, hopefully they get better because uh, I guess women's wrestling is here to stay in this uh, in this day and age in the form that it is. But um, nonetheless, on the pre-show, we have the Honor Rumble, of course, which has uh, Rumble Rules Battle Royal, and uh, that's, I'm sure, just going to be what it normally is for New Japan as well. It's going to be... At least uh, announced for it, uh, I know Jushin Thunder Liger is going to be in there, and this is part of his retirement tour. Mm. So don't be surprised if Liger is the winner of the uh, Rumble Rules Honor Rumble. Then, to kick off the actual show, uh, I mean, this is, I guess, one way to do it, uh, putting your money where your mouth is. You have a title versus title match where you have the never-open-weight New Japan IWGP uh, Openweight title versing the Ring of Honor TV title with Will Ospreay on the New Japan side and T- Jeff Cobb on the Ring of Honor side. And uh, that is going to be, I think, a really good match because I've lately been a big fan of both of these guys. Jeff Cobb, he's, a, he's at least a former Olympic wrestler. He is super-duper thick and insanely strong, has an awesome suplex abilities, can toss a guy around everywhere and every which way. And then, mm-hmm. then you got Will Ospreay, who is uh, one of these hyper, you know... Uh, hyper athletes. Exactly. He's. I just saw, I forget who he was against, but he posted it on, on I think it was Instagram. Um, he did that Spanish fly move. Yeah. You know? where you take the guy and you flip backwards with him off the top rope, you usually come down in that bump position. But um, they both landed on their feet, both of them at the same damn time. And I that, saw that too, yeah, yeah. That was insane. That's next level shizat. Yeah, that, that's athletic ability that... I think he was with that Ray Phoenix. Um, that might have uh, been. Pentagon's brother, but uh, yeah. if, if I crazy. remember correct. Crazy. Crazy. But yeah, I'm excited for that one. Uh, I don't know if that's my top. Uh, that isn't my top match of this card, but uh, it's it's definitely. I think it's a really good way to open the night. You, uh, it's going to be. They're going to go for broke. I know those both of those guys in terms of their style. Mm-hmm. They they are going to try to steal the night away from the basic opening match of the actual card. Next up, then you have a special singles match with Rush from. Uh, he is the I guess original. Uh, founder of Los Ingornables, the um, CMLL uh, big uh, faction that ended up uh, squeaking its way over into Japan with uh, Los Ingornables de Japón, which is led by Naito, which is still a very strong faction. And uh, But now Russia signed with Ring of Honor, and he is going head-to-head with Dalton Castle, former Ring of Honor heavyweight champion. And uh, I think to me, this match is just trying to get uh, Rush into the American 
audience to show uh, his, I guess, dominating ability and by, by maybe not squashing, but by, you know, having a, a really good match against uh, one of the former or just recent former champions. I guess this is a, cause I have him going over anyway on this one, but mm -hmm. uh, I think it's going to be good. Both, both guys are really capable and they're main eventers uh, in their own right. So, Hey, it's good. Good in my books. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next up. Yeah. Well, if our screens would stay lit, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we got uh, Mayu Iwatani, who's mm -hmm. the champion, the Women of Honor champion, versus Kelly Klein. How is Mayu Iwatani? She's, you she's good. She's really good? She's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, I think that uh, huh. she's really good, but uh, this Kelly Klein is also, also quite good, but they've had this match actually now a few times uh, leading up to this show. So this is kind of nothing new. Mm. So it's an interesting booking idea here that what's the deal? Mm. But then again, maybe they've got their shizat worked out and they're going to have a, a really great uh, contest. So, mm -hmm. but it's, it's again, what I, what I am talking about with their odd uh, women of honor system there, which I think they're, they're getting destroyed by like WOW, uh, and even impact with their women's division and also with WWE's women division. So hopefully mm -hmm. they can step up their game. Then uh, I don't I don't know. This is an odd match too, but we've got Bully Ray versus Juice Robinson. This was originally a uh, Bully Ray's open challenge to a New York street fight. Uh -huh. And then Juice has answered the challenge just recently. Juice is the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship mm -hmm. uh, champion, but doesn't seem like the championship is on the line here it, at Madison Square Gardens in the United States of America. Um, hey, can I, so. can I channel Hacksaw Jim Duggan for just a second? Because he, he just had surgery, man. Did he? Yeah, please do. USA! <laughs> Tough guy! There you go. Yeah, in Madison Square Garden. In the USA! There, that's it. Just so you know. But anyway, Bully Ray versus uh, Juice Robinson. Yeah. In New York street fight. Um, New York! New York! New York. But uh, should I don't be, know. Should be good, though. Uh, they got to put the title on the line because uh, the next um, New Japan show... In the United States is the uh, G1. They're kicking off the G1 in uh, Dallas, Texas, I believe. And uh, there won't be a title match, like a U.S. title match on there, because Juice will probably be in the tournament. Uh -huh. So uh, some people are a little bit sour on the idea that this U.S. belt is not being defended on this giant show as if they are kind of like, you know, giving up on it mm -hmm. in a way. Too bad. I'm really a big fan of Juice. I think he's got he's he's one of the best uh, on the mic at the moment. Anyway, when when he gets to let loose, and I love his promos, and he's a he's really good in the ring, and he came up as well, like a good boy should in the New Japan Dojo. So he was a young lion and paid his dues, like all the rest. Maybe not exactly as the young Japanese guys would, but he still did it. However. Next on the card is, uh, again, this kind of spot fest thing. However, I think this is going to be pretty insane uh, in a very good way. This three-way match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. You got Taiji Ishimori, who's the champion, versus Dragon Lee from CMLL. Mm -hmm. Dragon Lee is uh, 
He's ridiculously incredible. However, uh, he had a big feud with um, Hiromu Tana, uh, Takahashi, who used to be the champion there up until they had their big feud um, blowout in the United States, and Dragon Lee accidentally broke Hiromu's neck, and now Hiromu's still been out and on the sidelines and no scheduled return yet. However, here we've got Dragon Lee returning to New Japan Pro Wrestling and um, from CMLL, and he will be joined as with a third member in this triple threat or three-way, as it's called here, versus Bandito. Mm. Bandito's a new signee in uh, Ring of Honor. Mm. He is also one of these incredible, uh, very innovative, I would say, uh, this luchador hyper-athlete. He is on is on the same lines as that Ray Phoenix and um, Pentagon and and those dudes who are who are just too they have too much body control. You know what I mean. And uh, I love I love watching that guy do his thing. So far, he doesn't like you know go over the top. Keeps it uh, believable. But I think it's going to be a you know they are also going to go for broke and try to steal the show and. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only one guy without a mask in there, and it's Taiji Shimori. So I think it's it's going to be a really good crowd pleasing, uh, fast, fast, fast paced match. Yeah, I saw that Bandito on that All In show. Yeah, he was in the main event. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's where I saw him. But I uh, haven't seen all that much of his other work. But I saw there the you can already tell the guy's really damn good, right? Yeah, yeah he's got so. loads of control. You know. Yeah, that's what you need in pro wrestling, right? You need that, <laughs> especially as a spot guy, you know, especially as one of these, like, super spotty monkey types that you you, you got to have it. Otherwise, you're going to have bodies. Yeah, you're that's gonna, it. You're going to have some, like, people getting carted out on stretchers, and you don't want that. Nope. Anyway, anyway, uh, Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatonga, and Tangaloa from the IWGP. Are they the champions? They are, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Against Villain Enterprises, that's PCO. Pierre Carl Ouellette, whom mm. I wrestled back in 2008 in Germany. He's a tough guy. Yeah, and uh, no his doubt. partner Brody King from ROH versus Los Ignorables de Japón, Evil and Sanada versus the Briscoe Brothers, Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe. Not to be confused with the Briscoes from the 1980s and the 1970s. These, these are a different breed of Briscoe. They are. They're apparently chicken farmers. So uh, there you go. I. I <laughs> I always liked the Briscoes, um, you know, and... Uh, I, Not Jack and Jerry Briscoe. You're talking about Jay, Jay and Briscoe Mark. and Mark Briscoe. That is correct, sir. That's right. I mean, this, uh, you got just, you just basically jammed uh, all of your heavyweight uh, tag teams in into this match. So the, the storyline goes that uh, the Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatonga and Tangaloa, the Bullet Club, they um, got the... IWGP heavyweight tag team titles from Sonata and Evil from Los Ingarnables de Japón. And so they wanted a rematch, but then the Briscoe brothers, they challenged having the titles at the time with this uh, to the Gorillas of Destiny. Then they lost the titles to Villain Enterprises, and then they won a rematch against Villain Enterprises. So they just slammed everybody and anybody into this one because it is a winner-takes-all four-way tag team match. So whoever Jump wins this gym. is going to be, again, this is two, uh, I guess there are two matches on this card that hold this 
stipulation. Hmm. So it's, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I think it's it's going to be just chaos, and hopefully it's good. Mm-hmm. Then uh, a really good match with Zack Sabre Jr. defending his heavyweight championship of Britain versing, uh, versus Hiroshi, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Too many names now tonight, but... Uh, These are long cards, man. Yeah, damn. They're big cards, just like WrestleMania. It's like 15 matches, whatever it is. Yeah, it's... Jumping, Jim. There you go. But that's going to be good. I mean... Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi beat Zach, Zach Sabre Jr. in the, who was defending his um, uh, New Japan Cup uh, win from 2018, mm-hmm. and uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi beat him this year. So mm-hmm. he's kind of has a thorn in his side, and he's going to try to sh- teach uh, Tanahashi who he's messing with. Yeah, so, that should be a good match because, I mean, I like Zack Sabre Jr.'s style. Yeah, I do too. You know, he's, like I said before, he's the, he's the Tom Cruise of professional wrestling. He looks yeah. like Tom Cruise. He right? does. He's cocky. He's, yeah, he's too. cocky, smug and whatnot, and it should be good. I mean, it's they, both these guys are damn good, so yeah. the match should be good. Totally. Tetsuya Naito versus Kota Ibushi should be damn good too. This is my... My pick for match of the night, I that's what I'm going with, with IWGP Intercontinental Championship on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this was a New Japan Cup first round, Tetsuya Naito versus Kota Ibushi, and Ibushi took it. Mm. Um, really good match that was to start off that tournament, mm-hmm. and um, I wonder if Naito will get the win back, because he has claimed that he is going to be the first ever uh, New Japan champion, double champion, that mm-hmm. will hold both intercontinental and heavyweight IWGP belts at the same time. Mm. It could be cool. I think that's a good, that would be really great. I'd love to see it. But then again, I'd also love to see Kota Ibushi, who's newly signed uh, contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm. I mean, maybe he's going to walk away with something. Yeah, you never know. But there you go. And well, It's going to be good. It's yeah. going to be good. And then we got a three-way ladder match for the ROH World Championship. Mm-hmm. We got Jay Lethal, who's the champion right now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not Black Machismo. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, Marty Skrull, uh, who is the head of Villain Enterprises, and Matt Taven. So, I mean, where do you stand on that one? Uh, that's a tough one. That could be anybody's ball game. Do you know much of Matt Taven's work? I mean, no, I haven't seen his work. I know, I know, he's a Ring of Honor guy, but yeah, uh, haven't seen much of his work. But uh, a newer guy on the scene, anyway. But uh, su- super talented. He's good. Um, yeah. I mean, to me, this. Well, I think if they didn't have the ladder in there, then it might be, might not be so exciting. Uh, they're banking a little bit on Marty Skrull's popularity, but I also have heard that in a few months his contract with Ring of Honor is done, and he's been with this All Elite or The Elite for since the beginning. Yeah, where do you think he's going? Yeah, Mm -hmm. so I think they tried to, you know, give him something to do with this villain enterprises and give him a team and and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. try to show him that he has a spot there, but uh, I don't know, you know. But uh, it's going to be good. I'm I'm sure it's going to be a good match, you know, no doubt about it. But then you have your main event... For the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, some would say the most prestigious belt in all of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. You have Jay White from New Zealand and leader of the Bullet Club at the moment, versing versus Kazuchika Okada, 
who is a former, I guess he would be considered the greatest IWGP champion for a lot of people at the moment. Well, he's uh, he's a young guy. You know, the thing is, when he actually, like, when he got hot and, and he had that run against Tanahashi, yeah. I just didn't like him at all. I thought he, like, he looked goofy. I thought, like, he didn't look like a main event guy, right. you know, and everything. But And he was in the same class as my old teammate, by the way. He, hmm. was, he was trained alongside. He started in the same class in the same year as... Uh, from from uh, my time in Smash, uh, who's uh, I'm looking for the name now. Jesus, so late right now. We're recording this, but it's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> too, many, right? too many matches and yeah. names and but, stipulations. Uh, yeah, but um, I'm just trying to think here. Um, uh, oh, geez, I, I got it on the tip of my tongue. It's it's so embarrassing too. I mean, I should know. Hajime O'Hara, Hajime O'Hara, yeah. And and Hajime was in. He started at the same time. And and the thing is that you know, well Hajime's not that big. I mean, this guy he's tall. Yeah, right? yeah. Okada's tall. I think he's six two or or something somewhere around That's there. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but anyway, the thing is, like for a Japanese guy, he's he's pretty he's pretty tall. Yeah. Um. But he's really caught on. Like yeah. In the last few years, I mean, he's that match that he had that sixty seven minute whatever it was or you know with uh, Kenny Omega. Mm. I was so damn good. It was like one of the best matches I ever saw in my life. I have to agree with you. I think it, you know, in a lot of ways, it it might be one of the or the best match I've ever seen. How those guys could be so crisp and and could be nailing their moves so dead on past an hour into it Aliens. is beyond me. It's okay. it's I I don't understand. I mean, it's like the conditioning of these guys. They got to be like taking yellow jackets or something before their match. I mean, honestly, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's something happening there. I don't know what they they did pull it off to like a weird level, but oh, yeah, uh, it's crazy. But yeah. then uh, you know, and I have been disappointed with Jay White's in ring work um, unless he's paired up with the right guy. So, and he's done some good stuff with Okada, and I think that Jay White also knows what's uh, at stake here, not just the heavyweight title. But uh, kind of his, um, I guess, his face in front of uh, wrestling fans all across the world. And he needs to perform. And I think he can do it. And his, because his character has come a long way. And he, he really owns that, that gimmick that he's, that he's got right now. And, you know, the, I guess New York is a real bullet club crowd. Mm. You know, that whole area, they are really big time bullet club guys mm-hmm. and gals. But then again, Okada is like a very big time favorite among American wrestling fans right now, especially from Japan. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting. And um, they're having this, uh, if they already had it, was it tonight or yesterday or tomorrow? I don't know. But this bullet club block party. That mm. Tamatong and those guys are throwing in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It seems like you know they're they're really uh, trying to give something back to the fans as well. So then again, that is your G one Super Card mm-hmm. and uh, 2019. So coming in just on the heels and over top of NXT Takeover, which so, we will get to uh, after a word from our sponsors. There you go. Skip is the oldest sports supplement brand out of Europe since the 1970s. 
engineered by professors, doctors, and scientists at Sweden's leading medical university, Karolinska Institute, Skip products are pharmaceutical grade, meaning that they are the highest quality available on the market today. Meaning they work. If you're after results, you wouldn't put low-octane gas in a turbocharged high-end sports car engine, would you? Neither would you put junk-quality supplements into your body as an athlete. All Skip products are first tested amongst top athletes to ensure their efficiency. Choose the best. Skip Nutrition. That's skip.fi. S-K-I-P dot F-I. Red Skull Hot Sauce. Fiery sauce focused on flavor. Made by a Canadian in Helsinki. Awesome sauce in a sweet-ass skull bottle. That's Red Skull Hot Sauce. R-E-D-D Skull Hot Sauce. On Facebook and Instagram. Are you looking to boost your social media game to the next level? Then go to at Earl Creative Media on Facebook and Instagram for an affordable, professional, creative content provider that can suit your needs. That's Earl Creative Media on Facebook and Instagram. So we're back with Shooting the Shiz at here. And just to uh, finish off tonight, we're going to be capping off with um, a rundown of NXT TakeOver New York. Now, this is going to be, uh, of course, on top of that happening at the same time as that uh, G1 Supercard. So it's going to be interesting to see like how much each one of these products is going to draw viewership numbers against each other. This reminds me, by the way, yeah. Dylan, back in 1998, WrestleMania uh, 4 versus NWA Clash of the Champions 1. Hmm. Head-to-head, Clash of the Champions on free TV on WTBS against pay-per-view WrestleMania. And it was the very first match with Sting versus Ric Flair for 45 minutes. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. That that was the thing. That's cool. Um, This reminds me a lot of that. Now, the, the fact that New Japan is getting ballsy. Yeah. And they're basically calling out... WWE mm. on their home turf, Madison Square Garden, right? Yeah, exactly. So this this has implications. Yeah, up against not WrestleMania, but up against still NXT Takeover, which and these takeovers are very highly uh, hyped and and they're very they're they're awesome events. They are, and I would say that they're WWE's kind of uh, actual competition against uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor. That's more or less, yeah. You know, so they are literally competing for the same crowd. Yeah, because, the, I mean, the, that that's where you're going to find your wrestling heavy, your wrestling uh, focused, wrestling centralized, uh, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Exactly. But like, that's, that's, that's the apex, that is the crooks of their business, is, is the actual wrestling on NXT television. Yeah, and I mean, so, you can't really, it no. doesn't seem like you can go wrong. If you didn't get tickets for, for the Supercard, G1 Supercard, mm. you know, you hopefully you got tickets for NXT Takeover New York because I mean it's going to be a good a good damn uh, show as well. I mean, yeah, because well, for the, with the main event, you got Pete Dunn 
uh, or it's not that, sorry, it's not the main event, but it's uh, like one of the big matches. You've got Pete Dunne uh, defending the WWE UK Championship against Walter. Now, yeah. I've got something to say here, because the thing is that Walter, when they debuted him on NXT, they put him uh, on NXT UK television against the former Chris Hero, right? Right. So... What do you think the, is going to happen there? No, no, no. The, yeah, okay. Now, first yeah, of yeah. all, it's a it's a foregone uh, conclusion. Yeah, what's going to happen? Um, now, Cassius Ono, as good as he is, uh, they built that match completely wrong. Mm. Now, it's Walter's debut on TV for WWE, and they go and they have this long, drawn out, like methodically paced, yeah. plodding match. It's not how you debut a guy that you're going to be putting against your champion, your your NXT UK champion, on the eve of WrestleMania. That's yeah. not how you do it. Got to make him a monster. Yeah, you've got to get this guy over and get him over in resounding fashion. Yeah, big time. And and they didn't do it like that. I mean, it's it's just the most confusing, the most like they, they missed the mark. They really did. But that said. Walter is damn good. You want to talk about two guys, by the way, who are masters at minimalistic wrestling. I mean, when I say minimalist wrestling, I mean that you take out all the unnecessary elements and things and you Mm. focus only on a few things that you do damn well. Yeah. Now you got two guys here, Pete Dunne and Walter, who are masters at this part of the craft. They really are, yeah. And whereas in TNA or like Impact Wrestling, you're going to have these guys pulling out a ton of moves, a million moves. These guys won't do a million. They'll do the things that you're going to remember. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, yep. um, next up on our list anyway. I mean, actually, you know what? To go back to that match. I don't know who's going to take it. I mean, I wonder, do they give it to Walter because, you know... Pete Dunn's had that for quite a while. Well, Pete Dunn is he's the longest reigning WWE champion since forever. Yeah. Well, there you go. Since like Bruno, right? Wow. It's it's pretty resounding. Um let's see what happens. I don't know if it's time yet, right? Yeah. Maybe 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 Walter's too new to that audience. Maybe yep. it's time for the shock factor. I don't know. True. Maybe they give him a rematch down the road or something like that, but uh Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Then again, this is a, a weird one for me, but the NXT Tag Team Championship, the War Raiders, which I still don't like the name, but anyway, mm. they are the champions going against the odd in my opinion, matchup of Alistair Black and Ricochet. But you know what? I just saw that Dusty Rhodes Tag Team tournament cla- uh, classic final yeah on the second most recent uh, episode of NXT um and it was so damn good they, i bet it's good and know, those and the, guys are great and and it's the thing is that they were up against those forgotten sons which i think like there's a, you talk about a contingent that doesn't have an image Right, the, the forgotten sons—they want to push these guys, and they're talented. Yeah, I, I feel for the guys. Right, I mean, it's like they're trying to push them off as these bad guys, these are really tough-assed, like uh, former Marines and whatnot. It's like, but I'm just not. There's a disconnect there. There's something that just ain't. The dots ain't connecting. Uh, but that match was so damn good. Mm. It was so damn good. I don't, and I'm not saying that this match is not going to be good. Mm. You know, but. Uh, but anyway, I'm pretty sure we know that Alistair Black and Ricochet are on the main roster, you know, yeah. in, in the next little while and probably being in the Rumble the next day or something. So mm-hmm. 
probably not taking the titles, but anyway, good match nonetheless, I'm sure. Yeah, that's it. And then we, we got uh, the North American Championship, Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. Now this is interesting because the thing is that Velveteen only now, I think, in the when he took that title off of Johnny Gargano, mm. I think that's where he came to fruition. I don't think that he was there yet against, like, when he had that one NXT TakeOver match against um, Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. I was looking at the work, and I was, I was looking at the, the actual, just the, the the way that they orchestrated that, and I thought to myself, this guy's not ready. Yeah. This Velveteen Dream, and not, not Gargano, or Ciampa. Ciampa's fine. Velveteen, he's still not ready. They, they want to project him as being ready, but he wasn't ready then. But when he wrestled Johnny Gargano when he took that title, he was ready. Mm. Now, I'm really interested in seeing Matt Riddle, who's his hybrid style of like that partial shoot, um, a lot of strikes, really high intensity. I really like Matt Riddle's style. Mm. Yeah, it's a, definitely one to watch. And if, if Velveteen can keep up the momentum that he had in that Johnny Gargano match where he took the title. If he can transfer that to this match, I think it's going to be gold. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I mean, uh, this is the thing that with NXT shows, that they just know how to put on an event that there is no fluff, you know. Yeah. They, they trim it down. They make sure that everything that needs to be there is there, and it's in and out, smack you in the face, that's that is their strong point because you know they don't just try to jam every single tag team in a four-way tag team match like uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor although I get it I get the gimmick there and also that people don't get to see those teams in the United States all that often so throw them in there but uh, the beauty of these events are that they are tight to the point and feature the matches the like that you just want to see. So, I mean, but yeah, the, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that that Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle is going to be a good match. Everything, every match on this show, I think is going to be at the very least good. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I don't think anything is going to fall flat. No. You know, the, the thing is now this next match, the NXT Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler, the champion, versus Kyra Sane, versus Io Shirai, versus Bianca Belair. Now, I thought it was going to be a singles with Baszler against Io Shirai, which I think would have been better, to be honest with you. I really think it, I, I think they just wanted to get, like, more girls on the show. Maybe. I mean, that seems to be the, you know, the, the style at, at the time. Yeah, and the thing is that that last takeover, they had that singles match with uh, Baszler defending against Bianca Belair. I'll tell you what. I was just talking about a second ago that that uh, Velveteen. I didn't feel feel that he was ready mm. yet when he wrestled uh, Garga. Uh, not yet. Not Champa. 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 Back on that one takeover, uh, and the same thing can be said for Bianca Belair. She just yeah. wasn't ready the last time. I just she she was awkward. Um, the the match was like it, it stalled. It was too much, like, in one place. Um, it just didn't gain steam. It didn't quite get out of second gear. It just wasn't that good. Yeah. Right? And now they're putting her into this. Maybe they believe in her. You know, may, okay, she, yeah, so she is talented. She has athletic ability. I'm not disputing that. But 
maybe now this is her time to grab that velveteen spotlight for herself, mm. right? But she better produce. Yeah, true. I tell you what, she's in there with like three other girls who are so damn good. She's the weakest link in that. Yeah. Well, Kyrie Sane, I mean, she's unbelievable. I mean, I think and Io Shirai is freaking unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're you're right that that it is. She is she is kind of the odd woman out. I wonder, you know, are they bringing these these women up to the main roster and maybe Bianca Belair takes it? But let's see about it because then we have the NXT Championship: Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. Bay Bay, two out of three falls. And uh, I only see this going one way. Well, of course, I think most people only see it mm. going one way. That but. is Gargano. The thing is that, you know, I'll tell you what, you know, he's he's been chomping at the bit for so long. You know, it's like he's been on the cusp of winning the big one for so long. Yeah. He's got to do it now. He just got to, right? I guess. Yeah. I mean, but then there's also this idea that he's going to the main roster as well. The thing is that if... Johnny Gargano, at his size, goes to the main roster. I'm sorry. Yeah. But where do you, Dylan, tell me, where do you see him placing or, like, being placed or finding himself on the main roster versus being at the top of the heap in NXT? Yeah, if he goes to the main roster, I'm pretty sure he asks for his release in about a year because they won't have him on TV. But then again, he's so over in NXT that they would hope to bring that that's that's the thing you would hope that they would that they would realize that the guy you know has a real fan base but then again seems like when you go to the main roster your past is erased but uh but then again i don't know i i just don't see him hanging around in uh, NXT that much longer he's been like the baby you know of NXT the yeah, you yeah. know the golden boy for such a long time and is it is it actually more of a, I don't know, like more of a, an impact that he just never won the NXT title. Yeah, I don't know. You know? But because the thing is that, like, I'm, I'm really afraid for Johnny Gargano on that main roster because he's a smaller guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's, he's not that built, right? I mean, he's, he's athletic as hell, but he's not the stature of even a Chris Benoit. Right, it's true. Yeah. So the thing is that um, I see him being that cruiserweight two hundred five live kind of guy. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope if they move him up, I really hope I'm wrong. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm so afraid that that's what's going to happen to him. That they're going to just put him because you know, they got the monsters there already. Right. They got the big guys. So for like maybe for SmackDown, he might be a good addition for that. And but. I really hope that they can retain his momentum because that's going to be the catch. But anyway, moving on, as we finish up this episode of Shooting the Shizat, it's been a long one, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for hanging in there with us. But there's so much wrestling going on right now. It's Hanging and banging. Yeah, We're not even, like, scraping the surface, to be honest with you. There's literally uh, wrestling, probably, uh, like a live wrestling event happening every, you know, minute. Yeah. In this uh, New York area, and I'm sure that they're happening into the wee hours and the early mornings. And anybody, people are flocking to New York and New Jersey, those flocking. areas, flocking there. Flocking. 
So uh, uh, this is funny too when you read it out loud because mm. it just wrestle like WWE WrestleMania thirty five matches. Yeah, you know, are there thirty five matches on this card? I wouldn't yeah, doubt it in a lot of ways. But <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you know, it's like it's a busy, busy weekend. Um, as Dylan said, there's tons of wrestling even here in Europe. I'm I'm leaving in two days uh, as we speak now. On on Saturday morning, I'm flying out to Copenhagen. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be fighting chaos. That's again. why it looks so tan again. Oh, right. Wow. That's going to be a brutal match. For oh, sure. it's going to be, a, it's going to be a slobber knocker. I'm going to be, I'm be probably nursing a headache after that one. No kidding. As is par for the course, but nonetheless, yeah, it's like there's wrestling all over the place. Um, WrestleMania weekend, and nonetheless, uh, the big main event this year. We'll just run through this quickly now because last week we ran down WrestleMania 35 rather cohesively this week we will be quick because we ran down the other super cards happening yeah. at this time of the year Why so we, we give a, you give the match and then we'll give our pick sure ronda rousey versus charlotte flair versus becky lynch this is your main event the first ever woman's main event of wrestlemania what do you winner think? takes all i say becky lynch is taking it yeah becky's taking it that's i don't there's no doubt about it that's right now she's going into it uh, as literally the challenger yep uh, against two champions, and she's the hottest thing in yep. in WWE, I yep. think. And yep. it's Becky's time. It's yep. Be- Becky's taking it. Universal Championship: Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, I do believe, is taking that. Yeah, title I mean, back. I would. I think it should be, but I think they. This is a weird prediction, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that if Brock Lesnar takes this one it'll swerve everybody and they'll everybody be pissed and then they go to saudi arabia pretty soon oh yeah yeah, yeah he gets the main event with seth rollins having his rematch or something like that and that's when the title changes hands but i have this weird feeling Mm. that they are gonna jerk the like the freaking rug out of out of uh, people's because everybody thinks that brock lesnar there's this match is a is a done deal so that's that's i wouldn't be surprised yeah, well, the thing is, because you're leaving Becky on last, right? So you're getting that feel-good pop. That's it. So therefore, there I can understand your reasoning. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and you're you can be quite possibly right, Dylan. Hey, this is pro wrestling. Anything can happen, right? Uh, pro wrestling one hundred and one. You got to understand the game, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, it. Anyway, so WWE Championship: Daniel Bryan, champion versus Kofi Kingston. Kofi, Kofi. Mm. Is it Kofi's time after 11, 12 years in the WWE? It might be. It might be for a very short spell, just like Dusty Rhodes taking the title off of Ric Flair back in 86. He took it off of Flair for, what is it, three months, two months, whatever it was, then he dropped it back because the thing is that that's where the money is. The money's in the chase. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I think that Kofi's going to take it just just to give it to him, and I think that they're going to try to do something with him uh, Daniel Bryan is such a good, uh, would you call him a heel right now? And, uh, just the gimmick that he's, it seems like he's made it for himself and, um, like he plays it up really well. And I'm sure that it's, it's quite close to heart for him as well. So, uh, it would, I mean, it would be something where that Kofi would, will get screwed, but I think he's still gonna, he's still gonna take it in the end of the day. Yeah, it's quite possible. I think that they've they've tried to swerve him so much, like during this short meteor meteoric rise. Yeah, that um, yeah, I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Kofi. Okay, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah, well, I think mm. that there's only one way here. 
Yeah. They got to give it to Roman. People will cheer him out of the building. I don't mm. see how it's going to be good for McIntyre to win. I mean, of course it would be good, but I don't I don't see it there. They I think they need to build now Roman Reigns back up. Mm. So. In some way, shape, and form. But, yeah. Yeah, but still, he's he's already over. But then, by the same token, they've been building up Drew to be this big killer amongst yeah. the heels. So it's it'll be interesting. Yeah, true. Yeah. All right, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton should be uh, at least the psychology should be really good. Yeah, I hope mm. I've criticized Randy Orton to be like lazy mm. uh, in recent years. Because he can do it, he can he can be among among the very best. So hopefully he gets inspired by AJ Styles and and AJ Styles just does his uh, just does what he normally does. But I think that AJ Styles will win it. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's my pick. Well, the thing is, like, where's the future? That's yeah. the question. Well, right? where where did this match even come from? Well, you know, so. yeah, that too. But by the same token, you think about it. WrestleMania is the turning point, right? Mm. It is where you set the course for the next year. Yeah. And the thing is that going forward, Randy Orton's been there for what now? 15 years plus, right? So he's been there for a while. Yeah, true. Um, 14, 15 years. Uh, I think you've got more mileage and more freshness in in AJ. So I think it would be good hmm. for business. It'd be the right thing. Yeah. AJ. Okay. Triple H versus Batista. No holds barred with Triple H's career on the line. Well, what's the thing here? Why doesn't Batista have anything riding on the line? <laughs> yeah, well, he's not coming back, you know. Right. He's a, it's a one and done. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. They're giving it away right then and there, right? So it's like if, if there was some kind of stipulation you know, vice versa. Yeah, exactly. But since there is, there's only one way this is going to go. Triple H is not won at WrestleMania for quite a while, which means that now's the time for Triple H to claim that WrestleMania win. And, uh, yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, yes. True. I'm sure that Batista will, it'll be, I th- I'm actually hoping that there's going to be some kind of blood in there because Triple H usually has a decent amount of juiciness to him when he gets out there, and especially in these, uh, why he would He hasn't you? bled for ages man Come i on. guess well i mean you know what i'm talking about yeah. back in the day yeah but you still. could like blow on him and he would hey we're in the pg over. era it's true but PG. this is no holds barred come on yeah but then again so was hell in a cell <laughs> touche yeah all right uh, intercontinental well, match that yeah. uh, shouldn't exist but hey not on on this wrestlemania card yeah. bobby lashley mm-hmm. champion versus finn baylor mm-hmm. yeah i who cares, to be honest with you? But uh, I guess Finn Balor's going to come out as the demon and take it. That's my my deal. Well, for WrestleMania, he's not been the demon for a long time. So, yeah, bring back that character incarnation. And, um, yeah, the, the IC title, you know, the thing is, like, the U.S. and the IC, they try to bring up this thing where, like, that these titles have meaning. You know, like, they, they try to push that that now this guy has it. You know, it's like yeah. Cody Rhodes was supposed to be the Renaissance man when he had that IC strap and stuff like that. At the end of the day, it didn't mean a damn thing. No. Didn't mean a damn thing, right? So the thing is that, like, these secondary titles in WWE, whether it's the tag straps or whether it's the IC or the US, they just, I just don't feel them meaning anything. Do you remember back in the day when that used to mean, like, that was like the workers' title? That's oh, the, geez. the Mr. Perfects and... Uh, Honky Tonk Man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> had to throw his name around, eh? 
Yeah, but, but, but still, I no, mean, yeah. the thing is, uh, he got heat. It's true. Well, yeah, he yeah. knew how to do it. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, anyway, so um, United States Championship at WrestleMania, Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe the champion, versus Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Oogla Booga, 619. That's it, Oogla well, Boogla. That's a good heavy sorrow song, apparently. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I've always thought, like, I, I haven't familiarized myself with, like, Rey Mysterio's theme music, but it sounds like Oogla fucking Booga, 619. That's, could could be, you know, could what, be. I don't... What, what are they singing? We got to ask our buddy Hector. <laughs> okay, but, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Be that as it may, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio, um, I think it's going to be a really good match. I think it's going to be great, too. Uh, Rey Mysterio supposedly hurt his ankle, uh, just recently wrestling, of all people, Baron Corbin. So... The curse of Corbin. Oh, dear. I'll tell you what, but... Uh, uh-huh. But I, I, you know, I don't know if Rey Mysterio is going to win. I think it's... But then again, you know, he's uh, he's there... He's not there for a long time, but uh, he's he's there for his last run, right? So why not give him something to remember it by, I guess. Yeah. Women's tag team straps, Sasha and Bailey, the boss and hug. This terrible name. Mm. I don't know who pinned it on them, but it's terrible. Yeah. Versus Beth Phoenix and Natalia. Are these the divas of doom or whatever? Some, yeah, let's something call like it that. that. Yeah. Versus Nia Jackson, Tamina Snuka. Versus the Iconics. Well, the thing is that I'm kind of confused because the thing is that, okay, everybody everybody in this match, to whatever degree that they, they have talent, uh, but are the Iconics that over that you want to put them in this kind of a match at WrestleMania? I'm confused. Well, yeah. The, the thing is, I don't think that they're that established or that over that, that, they, that it's a justified spot. But, like, are there actually, like, five teams in this match? No, four. One, two, four. three. Oh, yeah. So four, I'm, four teams. I was, like, reading it. I'm like, how the hell does that work? Uh, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> four, four corners tag. Yeah, talk about late night, too many too many pro wrestling shows to read down through. Well, there you go. But anyways, the thing is that, okay, that's just my own opinion. The Iconics, I don't think, are ready for WrestleMania as far as their, their stature on the card goes. No. Um, at this point, I think there would have been other teams that... That could have been more viable for that spot. Then again, the the fact that they're throwing like these four teams into a women's tag team championship match, and the only thing here that brings a breath of fresh air is the return of Beth Phoenix. So the yeah. thing is, that's the only wild card. That's the only thing that brings some form of like weight, like 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 that that weighs anything. Yeah, I'd to, say so. to this match. And and that's not much because the thing is that I don't see this being um, much different than that women's elimination chamber match mm-hmm. like, uh, or, or or any other four corners tag match. Yeah, it's true. So well, whoever takes it, takes it. It is what it is. Yeah. The Miz versus Shane McMahon falls count anywhere. Of course. This should be interesting because the thing is that there is heat now between the parties involved and and people are buying into it. So. This could be interesting. Um, I only see this going one way, of course. The Miz is taking it. Um, yeah, I think so, too. But there should be some pretty interesting spots. Definitely. And the one of the saddest matches on the card, not just because it's Kurt Angle's farewell match, but for some 
odd reason he's having his farewell match against Baron Corbin. Yeah, I don't know if I see in this match for some reason I, I've got this vision appearing before my eyes as we speak of a ton of run-ins. Yeah. And it's not going to be just Baron Corbin. It's going to be a ton of other heels running in. And I don't know what's going to happen at the end if they leave Kurt going out on top, whatever. But still, um, I don't see this as being, as I said it last week, as we both said it, WrestleMania-worthy. Baron Corbin as the opponent for Kurt Angle in this goodbye match. It should have been John Cena. I'd, or somebody like of that stature. Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll pull some kind of, you know, card subject to change business. And, this and I is, think they will. Yeah, that that's that's the will. only that's the thing. When I saw that it's Baron Corbin, I'm thinking like, why? Yeah, does make it makes absolutely no sense. So this is maybe the Cena spot. Maybe maybe at the beginning of this match, maybe Angle just destroys. Corbin completely before the bell even rings. You know, mm, just, who's going to take his place? Exactly. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm done with this guy. And mm. then John Cena's music hits. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Anyway, let's see. It's that's, but that's the intrigue, I guess. You I know, guess. That's, yeah, yeah, maybe that's the catch here. I don't know. Okay. SmackDown Championship Tag Team Championship The Usos versus Ricochet, Alistair Black versus The Bar versus Rusev and They're Shinsuke Nakamura. Pulling double duty, this Ricochet and Alistair Black. Uh, no kidding, huh? Do you think they go on, they win the NXT titles and then go on the uh, WrestleMania holding those titles as well? I don't know. Let's I don't see. know. But the thing is that this is not another one of these, like, you know, okay, we've seen the Usos against the bar plenty of times, you know, and this Rusev, Shinsuke Nakamura team is new, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's just there. It's a throw it together team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Ricochet, Alistair Black, they're hot right now. So, yeah. uh, hmm, SmackDown t- tag team title, maybe. Maybe Ricochet and Aleister Black lose the match at TakeOver and they win the SmackDown Tag Team Championship at WrestleMania. That's my that's my estimation. Hey, I'm going, I would love to see that. I think uh, yeah. out of all this, it's either the Usos keep it or maybe it's more interesting that uh, Ricochet and, and Black have it. So, But yeah, that's gonna, it's going to be a good one, I'm sure. All those guys know, know what they're doing, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see what kind of time they get. But uh, Cruiserweight Championship match. Mm-hmm. Buddy Murphy, champion versus Tony Nese. Kickoff show, it's not going to be on the main. No. Nope. But uh, as I would have expected, it's not going to be on the main. Yeah. Nonetheless, it should be good. I mean, these guys can they can work. They can fly. Uh, I don't see Tony Nese being the winner here. No. Uh, Buddy or, Murphy's yeah. having it for sure. Yeah, there you go. Well, then we got the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And you've got all these guys that they couldn't figure nothing to do with, or the guys that, you know, just get a spot on the card, just put them at WrestleMania. Yep. Everybody's happy, makes a WrestleMania payday. And you got Titus O'Neil. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Tyler Breeze, Jinder Mahal, No Way Jose, Braun Strowman, how the mighty have fallen. Boy, mm. that's, yeah, I think, well, if Strowman doesn't win this thing, Rhino's in this, by the way. Uh, that doesn't matter at all. <laughs> I forgot that he existed. To be yeah, exactly. He's still got a job. Well, yeah, and, and I'm not dissing the guy. I'm just saying that didn't they have that like retirement match where he had to wrestle uh, his tag team partner there? That uh, oh yeah yeah anyway, uh, Luke Gallows, Carl yeah. Anderson, 
still there. Yeah, Bobby uh, Roode, Jeff Shaggy. Hardy. Jeez. So they got a bunch of guys they haven't figured out what to do with Matt and Jeff and um, EC3 and all these guys. And, and honestly, when I look at this card or I look at this uh, this roster of Andre entrants, the Battle Royal entrance, the only one I see taking this thing is Braun Strowman. It's, seriously, that is it. That's it. Like on paper, even it's maybe at the end it'll like come down to Andrade. They've, I guess they've dropped the Cien Almas. They yeah, they've have... also dropped uh, the Mustafa Ali part. They just call him Ali now. Really? Yeah. Supposedly, anyway. Really? Yeah, he's on. Really? <laughs> well, there you go. It is what it is, and and I see this coming down to, I think they're going to give the spotlight opportunity to Andrade. He's so damn talented. At yep. the end, and I think it's going to be Braun Strowman and Andrade somewhere, somewhere somehow yeah. at, at the end. There you go. And then the women's battle royal also on the kickoff show. The girls get to emerge and be presented at yeah. WrestleMania. Got to give the girls more time, so they're going to put them on the pre-show. Yep. And, uh, ba, ba, ba. well, they got Asuka. Think yep. that you got Last year in the main event, one of the main events, right? Yeah. Not, not the main event, but one of the top big, matches. Yeah. Right now she's in this woman's battle royal. Yeah. Carmelo, Naomi, Lana, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Nikki Cross, Dana Brooke, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Mickey James, Zelina Vega, etc., etc. Yeah. Well, who do you see taking this? I think the, the only one is Asuka, but I mean, I, I don't see anybody else really like Carmella. I'd, I don't know. You know uh, who I'd like to see take it, though? Mm. Zelina Vega. Oh, well, I know. You'd I'd like, like to see her take a lot of things. But uh, <laughs> Please expand on that thought, Dylan. Well, you know, like uh, take her... Let's take five at this point. <laughs> 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 anyway, but uh, As- Asuka, I-, I see her taking it, no problem. Uh, I mean, maybe... Taking it? Taking it. Taking it to the bank. But anyway, I don't, now I'm distracted. You're, Shit. you're losing Shit this sad. battle. Somebody's going to be crying, me Definitely too. losing this battle <laughs> royal, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we had a blast with you here, especially at the end of this Shooting the Shizad episode. Fill in the blanks as you wish. Don't let your imagination run too wild, though. Yeah. We'll catch up with you next week as we recap the big shows. Yes. Thank you for shooting the shiz app with us. 